Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Grab Coffee for September. I can't believe we're already in September, almost in October. I don't know where 2019 has gone, so, um, but I hope that you're enjoying your fall wherever you're at. If you are up north, I'm really jealous of your weather. Please enjoy a nice bonfire for me or go to Pumpkin Patch. Um, we're still pretty much in summer here in Central Florida, so um, please enjoy some fall weather for me, uh, for my north, my northern friends. I'd appreciate it. All right, guys, today I get to talk to two of my really good friends, Noelle and Grace. Noelle and Grace are new moms, and so we got to talk a little bit about just everything that goes along with being a new mom. We talked about um, body image. We talked about how the relationship with God has changed since becoming a mother. We talked about how their marriage has changed. And um, we talked a little bit about Grace being a foster mom. Um, so yeah, we got to talk about a lot of different things. So whether or not you are a mom, whether you're a new mom or you've been in this motherhood game for a while, or whether or not you are yearning to be a mom or whether or not you have no desire to be a mom, I this episode is for you. I think that, you know, even though we do talk a little bit about more about being mothers, I'm not a mother, but I found this um, episode to be really encouraging. You know, I think a lot of times we can find our, our identity in being a mom or our relationship status or a job status. And that's something that that's been really convicting for me, especially in the last few months. And the Lord has really been showing me that my identity should not lie in um, my circumstances. And I just really wanted to share that with you guys since um, I really believe a lot of people really struggle with this. And um, that's just something that God's been teaching me this summer. Listening back to these podcasts, I've also just been really encouraged and been learning a lot actually uh, by listening back to just the women I've gotten to talk to and have, and I'm really lucky to have these women in my life that point me to Christ. And looking back at the episodes we've had so far, we've had Darcy who is pursuing full-time ministry in Hawaii. We have Leah who is about to be a mom to twins and she talked all about just relationships. And then we talked to Emily who is pursuing her dreams and career full-time. And then today you'll get to hear my conversation with Grace and Noel and all these women are in different seasons of life. And I don't know what season you're in, but I just want you to know that um, whether your season or circumstances is really good, whether you're just in a really tough time of transition, or whether or not your circumstances are just really hard and they suck, frankly, I just want you to know that your worth is, in, is not what's going on around you. Your worth is not in a job title. Your worth is not whether or not you're a mom. Um, your worth is not in whether or not you're married. Your worth is in Jesus because he loves you. He died for you. And if you trust him, girl, like your worth is in him. He created you. And so I just really want to encourage people in that. And I know there's a lot of really great resources out there. I, you know, I, I'm not an expert at this, but there's a lot of great women who are. And I'll, I'll try to find some more and share them with you in, in some show notes because um, I think women especially struggle with this. And this summer, God has really been showing me that that is something that I've really, really been sinning at trying to find my worth in a job title when I didn't have an official job title this summer was really, really hard for me. And I kind of, I, I idolized, you know, what 
title I would have underneath my name. And God's been really kind of breaking that for me. And it's been really hard, but it's been really good. And listening back to these episodes, I've been really reminded that my worth is not in a job title or um, my marital status or that I'm not a mom. And so whether whatever you're struggling with, I just wanted to encourage you guys with that today. But more so, I hope that you're encouraged by this episode that you listened to today. So um, grab a cup of coffee with us, um, tea, whatever you like to drink, and come sit with us and listen to Grace and Noel and our conversation. Enjoy. Hi, Grace and Noel. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited that you guys are here. Thanks for coming and drinking wine and coffee with me tonight. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So Grace and Noel are with me here today and we're drinking, well, what, tell, what are we drinking? Since it's called Let's Grab Coffee, what are we drinking today? Well, I'm drinking my coffee out of a unicorn mug. <laughs> it's, it's very nice. With some almond creamer. <laughs> what about you, Noel? <laughs> I have some delicious red wine. And I'm drinking white, so it's a good night here at the Fletcher household. I love it. Okay, guys, so I brought you on because I've been wanting to talk to you guys about, you guys are both new moms and in this really awesome new season, so I just wanted to talk to you guys about that. So, Noelle, so just tell us a little about who you are and like where you grew up and how you got to Florida and all the fun stuff. Yeah, I'm Noelle. I'm from Middlebury, Indiana, which is a small town in northern Indiana, really close to Michigan. And I met my husband up there when he was doing a theater show. And while he was up there and I was finishing college, he got a job at Disney. So we got married about two years ago and I moved down here. And then last September, we found out we were having our first baby. And so we had our Eli on June 12th. And so we've had him almost for three months now. Oh, that's the best. He's so cute. Okay, Grace. I am originally from Wisconsin, and when I graduated college, I moved to North Carolina, and I actually met my husband in college in Wisconsin at a summer camp, and then we just kind of kept in contact afterwards, and then about seven years after we had met, we decided to start dating again. And um, partway through dating, I moved down here as a, like a travel nurse so that we could be closer. And then we got married, it'll be four years in January. And found out last year around July that we were expecting. And had Essie March 27th, so mm-hmm. she is about five months now. Oh my gosh. So yes, very new moms is such a fun new season. And mm-hmm. so I'm sure a lot of things have changed in your life so Grace can you kind of tell us like what is different from now when you're a new mom to before like is it has it affected your marriage I'm sure it's affected everything yes definitely (laughs) affected everything it's like overnight your entire world is different it's affected our marriage yeah it's I don't know I think I definitely love Joel Moore just watching how he loves Essie like totally in love with this little girl and um, just the support he is and everything is just definitely it's deepened my love for him like I thought I loved him as much as I could and then as I see him love my daughter it's like well I actually love you way more now and um, changed my whole life I mean I used to work outside the home and now I don't and so it's just kind of like everything revolves around this little baby now mm-hmm. more than anything. So yeah, there's been a lot of changes, but yeah. good changes. 
Noah, what about you? What do you, what do you notice is the biggest change? I think for us, we were only married for about a year before we were pregnant, and so we used to like always just go randomly do things and kind of be really spontaneous. And now that we have a baby, we can't quite do that as much. So we are learning like how to be more intentional even inside like our own home. But it is really cool to see Nick stays home with Eli two times a week because um, of how his job is. And he's so excited and that has been like one of the best parts, watching how excited he gets that he gets to be super involved in Eli's life and um, just his support throughout the pregnancy. And then right after you know you have the baby, it's, it's pretty hard and they're there for you. And he is always willing to help out. And um, it's definitely seeing his sacrifice has really taught me something about God and also just my love for him and his love for Eli is pretty cool. So I didn't give you guys this question before, so it's okay if it takes a minute to answer and formulate your thoughts, but what would be, because I obviously, I'm a newlywed, I don't come from this motherhood mindset yet, what would be your biggest like advice that you would say to somebody before they have kids or, you know, What's the biggest thing that someone should know before they start wanting to have kids? I think, well, for sure enjoy your date nights. Like, <laughs> just be spontaneous, travel, do all the things, like, that you're like, oh, someday we should do this. Like, just go ahead and do it because once yeah. the baby comes, it's like, <laughs> you know, you, your date nights are like, oh, when can we, you have to coordinate with your babysitter and then some people, sometimes people aren't available and... Like, Noelle and I both don't have family here, so it's not like we can just drop them off the grandparents and run out for a date night. So it's like you have to be much more intentional in regards to date night. But then also just, like, pouring into each other Mm -hmm. and, like, learning everything about each other and growing together because, like, you have to be so solid before you have a baby because once the baby comes, it's like, you know, there for a while I was like, oh, no, there's so, so much is different and, like, this is bad, like... Yeah. You know, we don't just have all evening to talk to each other and right. catch up. And, you know, he comes home from work and I'm like, oh, my goodness, she won't stop crying. She won't let me put her down here or, like, hold her. Mm. And then, you know, we're all about the baby and there's less time for us to, like, have one-on-one conversations or just, like, go out and do stuff. So then you're like, oh, no, or, or you know, are we going to be okay? But it's not, it's just different. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a bad thing. So I think, and if, you, if you're not already solid and established, then that can like totally, I think that could totally mess with your head in regards yeah. to your relationship because then you're like, oh, well, you know, we're not, we don't seem as close as we were because we also have this little baby and we're low on sleep and mm-hmm. all that mess. So, right. Yeah. And I think too, before we had Eli, like we talked a lot about our expectations because like I knew... It seems like you can be super emotional right after you have a baby. and oh, so much. <laughs> like, there's a lot going on. Like, for me, they're like, all our family was here, which was great. But at times, it can be a little bit overwhelming when you're feeling all the feelings. And just, yeah. like, having expectations of what he was going to try and take charge of and me. But also, like, realizing that can change because we didn't know what we were getting into yet. Right. But also having good friends. Especially Nick and I didn't have any family. So... Make sure, like, you're plugged in in your community, too, because I feel like if we would have gotten pregnant right when we moved here, it would have been a lot harder for us. Sure. Yeah, just having people you can talk to outside of, um, like, you guys, too, and having your community to pour into really helps. 
So you guys mentioned, you know, trying to strengthen your marriage before you have kids. So would what would you guys recommend like talking about like I love that idea of expectations like how can someone go into this like as prepared as they can be I feel like you can't really be prepared but kind of getting ready in that mindset I think you also need to like talk about your finances not just like your expectations for the baby but like where you you know like we already knew I was going to have to go back to work before so that wasn't something we had to talk about in the midst of all that Mm because it's our it's hard to go back to work but I already knew I was going to so I was glad we'd already like talked about that and set that um we talked a lot about like what he was gonna do and how that looked and then also like what we are comfortable with during like delivery like for family being in the room was a big thing too when we didn't end up having that and like what we expected at, at the hospital like did I just think we would want alone time and all that type of stuff because it's definitely you're exhausted, you know, so it was nice that, like, Nick was like, this is what Noel wants, or, like, we'd already talked about it. We weren't making decisions in that split moment, too. But also just, yeah, soaking every moment in before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, like, talking and just being honest with each other about how you see yourself raising your kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I think because you each come from different backgrounds. I mean, Joel and I came from very similar backgrounds, so it wasn't as difficult but I know some people come from completely different backgrounds and so you know what one person is like oh well my parents always did it this way Mm -hmm. and you know I'm expecting that I'll do it this way with my child and you're like um no we're not doing that (laughs) yeah (laughs) my mom never did that you know and so just like making sure that you don't go into it and then all of a sudden you're like what are you doing to our child and yeah not that it's necessarily bad they they don't know any different from you and so it's just like getting those things kind of talked through and not necessarily nailed down because you're going to come upon all different <laughs> stuff when you have a child. <laughs> and like you're never going to be able to talk through everything. But just like getting a general idea, I think. Yeah. So you guys both mentioned, you know, either going back to work or staying at home. So what's been like the hardest thing for you, Noel, kind of juggling that work life? I know you just got back into it, so you're only two weeks in. So it's what what's kind of been helping you through that transition back from uh, maternity leave to work so I really enjoy my job that definitely helps if I had a job that I just was having just to pay the bills I don't think I would be in the place I am now but I really enjoy my job I like my coworkers, so I love the adult interaction I get every day because it is hard even just from being home 10 weeks some days you don't talk to anybody but your baby and then your husband and you're exhausted when they get home usually those first few weeks it does kind of feel a little bit lonely so I think that has helped me knowing that I have friends at work and also the biggest thing is like Nick and I are on the same page that we know that like eventually my heart is to stay home so we're just trusting that this is just a season and if it's not just a season then that's just the way it is and we know that that's where I'm supposed to be also so yeah I think the biggest thing is just that you know like God knows the desires of both of our hearts and we just have to trust that it's either gonna turn someday for us or I'm meant to be at the office and be a mom. Yeah. Ann and I actually talked about that when we were dating, that eventually one of us would like to stay home. It doesn't matter who. But yeah, I mean you have to get to that mm-hmm. point and like God needs to supply those like those needs financially. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 
So Grace, I know that you transitioned from working and now yes. you're staying at home. So how's that transition being? Like, you know, it's a lot different from like Noelle said, having that, you know, adult interaction every day to being at home. So what's kind of been that transition like? Yeah, it. I mean, I've, I'd always dreamed of being able to stay home. So it's like such a blessing um, that I can. But yeah, it's, it's a little bit, I guess, more different than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... One of the big things, so I was a nurse in the ER, so I would do 10 or 12 hour shifts and it was just like, go, go, go. And so then I would come home and I'd be exhausted and I'd be like, yeah, I, I put in a good day's work and I'm like contributing to the home and all this. And then now that I have Essie, it's like the same 10 or 12 hour day, but I'm still exhausted at the end <laughs> and I don't feel like I got anything near what I get done in the ER with her. I'm like... Okay, I barely got the house clean. I barely barely got the dishes done. Sometimes I don't. And I'm mostly just, you know, changing diapers, feeding, and trying to keep her happy. So it's like, um, am I really contributing as much as I used to? And, you know, does Joel think I'm doing enough? And, you know, does he come home and see the house a mess? And I'm like, what? Like, what do you do all day? Um, so that's been, a, like, kind of a challenge, like, adjusting to that mm-hmm. and realizing, like, my most important thing is to keep this baby happy and alive yeah. and, like, teach her to love Jesus and, mm-hmm. you know, all the things like that, so. And that is contributing to society, you yes. know? And, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I feel like it would be so hard to remember that yeah. when you're in your day-to-day, you know, doing the same thing, but, I mean... You guys are both contributing very yeah. much to the to the kingdom and to society. So it's true. So, how would you say your um, since having kids, have you guys seen your relationship with God differently? Like, do you view God differently since having kids? And I, if so, like, what's changed? Or I think so. For me, I used to like always feel like I have to read my Bible every day. I have to do all these things to make sure you know, like, you're doing what you're supposed to. But honestly, most days, I barely get around to that. Nick and I are lucky right now if we can read our book for Wednesday nights because when you come home from work and it's 6 and then you feed the baby and they go to bed at 9 and we try and be in bed by that time too because, you know, you never know if it's going to be a bad night. Like, (laughs) he's sleeping great and amazing, but every now and then there's that night that's like, oh, crap, we're up like all night again. And so we try and just go to bed. But I think... Something we talk about a lot that I've learned is that, like, even when Eli has a bad day and he's cried all night, and I know he's just so small still, like, he hasn't really made me mad, but there's days that it's like, I ask Nick, like, did we do this too soon? Like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what we got ourselves into. That, like, we still love him, you know? Like, with all of our hearts, we still love him. It doesn't, yeah. like, ma- diminish our love. And so mm-hmm. I think that's, like, the same way I've learned that God looks so like us is that even when we mess up, he still loves us. And it's really hard to grasp that. But now having a child, I feel mm-hmm. like that's the biggest thing I've learned. Mm-hmm. It's not about, like, that's what great. I do. It doesn't matter if I've messed up. Like, he still loves me the same. Yeah. Just like I love Eli the same when he messes up. Right, because your worth is in. Even though he doesn't really yeah. mess up yet. But, yeah, right, when it's right. hard. Right. And I think coming, I mean, I can't really speak from this perspective, but it sounds like, you know, you see your child's worth, not because of what they do, just because of who they are. And like, that's crazy how God sees us that way too. And that's so easy to forget. And so, and especially growing up in a Christian home, it's so hard to, like, I'm so thankful for that, but it's, 
there's like a part of it that's hard to really grasp that because that's all I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, God loves me, but when you have like the love, that same love for your child, it's like, I understand it a little bit better now. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Grace? Same. I like literally, when you gave me these questions, I <laughs> basically the same thing. Um, yeah, growing up in a Christian home, you hear, oh, God loves you, God loves you. And you know that on surface level, you know the facts and like that God loves you. But like having a child and then realizing like, I love this little girl so incredibly much. And I'm going to try not to cry. You know, <laughs> it's okay. <we> do. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but like, I love, love her so much, like no matter what. And like this, that's just like a human love, motherly love that I have for her. And then like God, the father loving me so much is just like, it kind of blows your mind. Like it's mm-hmm. almost too much for you mm-hmm. to handle because you're like, how much I love her. Like, I can't even imagine someone loving me that much. And God's love is way more than mm-hmm. I can even love Essie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, he, wow, he really does love me. And it just kind of rocks your world all over again, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I know that, you know, being a mom, there's a lot of changes that happen, like, with your body. And I know as women, we tend to struggle with this issue, even when you don't have kids. What kind of has changed in, like, how you see your body? And, like, what what tips would you give new moms or even just women in general? Like, how to, how to see your body as good and how God made that and, like, you know, just being transparent, like, how are you, how are you feeling? I probably shouldn't have gone to Ross today and tried on clothes for the baby <laughs> dedication on Sunday <laughs> because this question kept coming into my mind as I'm like trying on clothes and nothing fits. Um, but it is, it is a huge adjustment to all the changes. At least I know for me, like I had this image in my mind. I mean, my sisters or my sister and my sister-in-laws they basically all, you know, they had babies and the next day they look like they never had a child. And you're like, oh, that's going to be me. I'm going to be that. I'm going to have the baby and then it's going to be like, woo, she's got her body back. And you don't, that doesn't happen. At least it didn't happen for me. And so I think social media has a big part to play in it too because mm-hmm. you scroll through and you see these women that just had their babies and like, like Lauren from Ari's season on yeah. The Bachelor yeah. she's like yeah, a size absolutely. zero and I'm yeah. like whatever <laughs> and you're like okay I could not fit in that outfit right now yeah. nor would I feel pretty yeah. and she's yeah. just like totally rocking I mean no shame but. to her like good for you girl <laughs> right. but like that's not yeah. everybody <laughs> exactly and so I think it's adjusting that and um just kind of realizing like your body is incredible to have like basically made a human for nine months and then you birth the child and then you're like okay my body did an amazing thing Mm -hmm. and I have to give it some time to get back and then I also have to do my part of it and eat healthy Mm -hmm. and exercise and do that kind of thing um but yeah I try to remember that when I'm looking at the mirror and I'm like this who is this person? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's hard. Like I don't always have the yay. Look at me. I'm I'm a Wonder Woman. I had a child, and you know I'll be happy with myself. A lot of times, it's like tears in the closet. Like I don't know what to wear to church yeah. today. And Joel's like, Oh no, she, it's happening again. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
just remembering, like, it's it's totally worth it, that little child that's, you know, staring at you as you're trying on your clothes. And then that's also something I don't want her to have a, a negative body image growing up, too, because in this world, like, that's so, mm-hmm. so prevalent, especially with girls. And yeah. so just remembering, like... The things that I'm saying to myself or the things that I'm saying out loud, she is, she might not yeah. understand it now, but she will down the road. And like, I just have to remember, like, what do I want her following? Is that what I want her to be thinking when she looks in the mirror someday? Mm-hmm. No, like, I want her to think that she's a beautiful child of God because she is. And so am I. Yeah. And so just remembering those things. And I think too, I mean, I haven't had a baby, but like when you, like right now, like I've, I've gained weight from having this like thyroid problem. And like, I'll just like find myself talking badly about myself in the mirror. I'm like, I need to work mm-hmm. on this before I have mm-hmm. kids. Cause like you said, I don't want my kids to see, like hear my, hear me talk about myself that way. And then it also hurts Andrew yeah. because when he says, hey, you look awesome. And I'm like, no, I don't. I <laughs> You're look lying. horrible. <laughs> I look like, you know, I weigh 800 pounds. Like so yeah and so that hurts his feelings too and so it hurts everybody and it's like you know we're not our worth isn't in our bodies like we have a body we're not we are not our bodies you yeah. know so Absolutely. yeah Noel, do you have anything to share I think well? the biggest thing for me is it's really helped me realize like what I put in my body and how I treat it mm-hmm. too because I know that a lot of times, like, when I was pregnant, I could pretty much eat what I wanted. Like, I didn't really care, honestly. I was like, I'm growing a baby. It doesn't matter. I can eat whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, I have to, like, kind of get back to where I'm caring more about what I put in my body, too, because I want Eli to care. Because mm-hmm. you see so many... I work with a lot of students and parents, and you just see a lot... A lot of times when the parent doesn't care, the student doesn't care either. And so mm-hmm. I don't want that to be how it is with us in our house like I'm trying even now to really care about how I treat my body and also something big has been like when Nick tells me that I I look nice or I'm healing like actually believing him because it's hard to be like this is not nice like you know how it was before (laughs) and this is not like like it doesn't really matter like every pregnant woman is gonna have those like marks and stuff it's like how are you saying that like I look nice because this is not how it looked mm-hmm. and just like remembering that it took nine months to grow a baby so you can't expect instant results and that's I feel like a big thing yeah. is everybody in, expects instant things so that's kind of like the world we live in now yeah and it's just going to be a slow process just like growing the baby was a nine to ten month process almost yeah. you know yeah that's a good word that is. that's good I like that Preach, that's girl. something to remember <laughs> and I feel like we need to tell all of our pregnant friends that and anybody <laughs> listening so um I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, if it's okay, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, like, foster care. Yeah. And, like, what the difference has been. Yeah. Like, how transitioning from a parent to being a, a parent of a foster kid to being a biological parent. Yeah. So, we fostered for six months. Um, a little three-year-old girl. We'll just call her E. That's what we called her. Um <laughs> On social media and stuff, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think I had a really tough time with it, um, because of things with her mother, then she kind of transferred that over to me. And I think I went into it thinking like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help these kids. Like, this is a good thing. 
um, which it is. It's a mm-hmm. it's a good thing, and you are helping the children. But I think I I went into it with a mindset like, oh, these kids are gonna love me because I'm helping them yeah. in a tough time. And it's like kids with trauma that it doesn't always work that way. <laughs> um, if in fact it probably rarely does. Um, so that was really tough for me because she had a real connection with Joel and not much with me and you know it was actually kind of I don't want to say toxic because that sounds really bad but it was it was really rough um and so I think going into my own pregnancy I was kind of like uh I kept telling Joel everybody was would ask oh I guess I should preface this we did not find out what we were having until she was born Mm -hmm. And so everyone would ask, oh, what do you want to have? What do you want to have? And I would always say, well, we want a boy first to carry on the name. But I think secretly I was wanting a boy because I didn't, um, here I go again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't feel that connection with E. um, And I thought it was like, because she was a girl. And I was like, babe, I don't think we should have a girl or I hope we don't. Not uh, not that I hoped we didn't want, but, like, I don't know if we should have a girl because I don't think I can be a girl mom. Like, mm-hmm. I'm afraid, like, she won't like me or she'll hate me like he did. And he was like, no, it's different, it's different. But I think I went into it thinking, like, I'm not a good girl mom. I'm, And it, it kind of shook me as just a mom in general, too. Like, maybe I don't have what it takes. Like... Um, cause it was, you know, there towards the end was really pretty rough. So a lot of the fostering I was kind of trying to do in my own strength, um, as well, just because I, it was kind of at the end of my rope and I had kept praying like, God, give me love and give me patience. And it just seemed to be like spiraling downward. And so I was kind of transferring that over into my own mothering like oh what if this happens like and then this this is like long term this isn't like oh maybe things will get better and they could be reunited with their parents like I'm the parent this is the next (laughs) 30 years you know however long I live basically um but I think as soon as Essie was born it was like this bond that it's like so indescribable like wow, I would do anything for this girl. Even And it kind of came to the point where I was like, even if she hates me and doesn't want anything to do with me and has this huge, great bond with Joel, it doesn't even matter. Like, mm. I would do anything for her, whether she, you know, has this great bond with me and loves me or not. Um, and so I think that it was a matter of God kind of breaking me down to see that like it's not in my own strength it's nothing that I'm going to be able to be the perfect mom or have that Mm -hmm. bond with her um it's going to be him working in her life and making or growing her up to be who she's going to be and I just have to be willing to be used by him Mm -hmm. to um, raise her to love him and be an example to her and um, just depend on him daily so yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. Mm-hmm. But. It does. <laughs> yeah. 
So you guys are also, I'm in a similar situation where you have no family around. Mm-hmm. So how has that been kind of being a new parent with, you know, not your parents or your siblings around? How, like, how have you kind of adjusted or has it, you have you really not noticed like this, like I'm fine, I'm doing great with, without family around. How has that kind of been for y'all? It's definitely hard. Especially when you have people that have family around, you can see how easy, I mean, we've been really lucky because our family's visited a lot. So Nick and I have actually had like times that we can go out on date nights and do things and get away because we've had a constant, pretty steady stream of family, which is awesome. But it is hard not having them. And I think like without, well, my kids not growing up right now with their cousins, which Mm -hmm. they probably won't have any cousins for a long time. So um, but, like, I mean, it is a hope that eventually we can have, be near at least some cousins or somebody. But I think it makes it easier because we have really good friends. I, don't, I can't, like, we both feel like we have family in Florida even though we don't. So yeah. mm-hmm. I think without that, it would be a lot harder. Yeah. Um, but it, it's been hard, but it hasn't been nearly as hard as I thought it would because we have that. So. Good, yeah. I think it's, it sounds like it's really important to have a community around you, yeah. you oh, know, no matter what. It's yeah. so important. I read a Facebook post not long after Essie was born, and it was just talking about everybody asks, oh, what are the things that I need for the baby, and what are the best, you know, items to get? Mm-hmm. And she was like, get community. Like, yeah. that's the most important thing. Yeah. Like, raising your kids around people that are, like, pouring into them and mm-hmm. um, that love the Lord, like, Make sure you have that because that's the most important thing. And it totally is because, like, if we didn't have our community, we would have probably moved moved a long time ago, honestly, because I would not. Stuck at Disney World. Yeah, you don't want to Disney. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's sad not that she isn't with her grandparents all the time. They're not watching her grow up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you see your friends, you know, their their parents around, and you're like, oh, they have so many fun memories yeah. and yeah. all the fun things that they do with it, you know, the little girls or whatever. And you're like, oh, I wish Essie had that. But it is, it's so special to have friends that you see love your child, like, so much. And you see that, and it just makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, I feel it's funny because, so I don't really technically have, like, biological nieces and nephews yet, but I feel like I'm kind of like an honorary auntie to yes. your babies. I hope that's okay totally. that I call totally myself are. that. <laughs> but I just love your babies. Like, they're my own family, oh, too, so it's yeah. so fun. They love you. Um, and with technology, it makes it easier. Oh, like, yeah. Like, it really does. Like, we're constantly... FaceTime. FaceTiming yep. or, you know, sending videos or doing this and that, and... Like, I see my family a decent amount, even if I lived at home. I'm like, I don't know if we'd see... Like, we'd yeah. probably see them the same amount because we'd get right. busy with, like, our own lives. When we live far away, you have to be intentional about calling each other and making the time for each other. Yeah, yeah for sure. True. I told my sister-in-law, Leah, who's pregnant with twins, about ready to pop probably in the next month or so. I was like, we better be FaceTiming, like every week because I don't want them to not know who they are. Yeah, and they change so, so fast. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Well, I also didn't put these questions on here, um, but I usually end the podcast with a couple of fun questions. So, 
Um, my first question is, what are you binging on, like, Netflix? Not that you have a ton of time to watch um, television, but what, is your, what are you loving right now? We are binging The Office. Mm, I've never actually word. watched it all the way through. <laughs> yeah. And so, Joel, for some reason, loves when I laugh at a show, and I don't really do comedies very often. <laughs> so when we started watching The Office and I was laughing, he's, like, loving that. So, yeah, once we put her to bed and we're getting ready for bed, we turn that on, and it's just kind of... I watched a clip of The Office yesterday where Kevin spills the chili everywhere. Oh, that's <laughs> the best one. <laughs> yes, he had to rewind that because yeah. I was, like, reading something else or whatever. He's like, you have to watch this part. Yeah. It was yeah. great. What about you guys, Noel? We completely watched all of Downton Abbey um, on my maternity uh, leave, which yes. was amazing. And so now we're kind of... Are you going to go see the movie? Yeah. Okay. We yes. can't wait. And so I'm like, now we're kind of like stuck. Like, oh, we were really attached to that. But we're watching Friends. Slowly oh, yeah. but surely. Nice. That's what we're binge watching. Again, I we've seen it both. It has to be ten times all the way through with the series. It's pretty bad. But I was reading this article yesterday about like this person was like, Friends hasn't aged well because of all the things that they talk about now. Like that would be yeah. not politically correct today. But I'm like, oh. it was made 25 years ago. Like, yeah. of course it's, it's not funny. aged well. But it's right. still funny. Yes, So, is. yeah, I'm loving that right now, too. Well, thank you for being here at my home and drinking coffee thank and you. wine with me. And we'll talk soon. Us. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. I really hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Grace and Noelle. I know I did, and I hope that you were encouraged by them. They're just the best, and I've been so encouraged by them in my life personally. So I really hope that you were encouraged by our conversation today. Guys, we are, again, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're even on Google Podcasts. If you could, though, if you haven't already, I would really, really appreciate if you went on Apple Podcasts and just gave a five-star rating and review. Um, That will help some other friends find the podcast and get to hear from these awesome women I get to talk to. So I'd really appreciate that. And we'll see you in October. I really hope that you um, enjoy the fall weather if you're up north. If you're in Florida like me, go ahead to the beach because it's still beach weather. So, all right, guys, see you soon and have a great rest of your month. Bye.